he yellow. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rose. Hola. Hello. Hello. Hola. Oh. Oh, okay, that's a little muted. That's fine. Yeah, kids last week, you this week. That's fine. I get it. No problem. Well, I'll, you guys keep me guessing. Perfect. All right, boys, listen, we are uh, here for a good time, not a long time uh, this week for multiple uh, reasons. So let's dive right into it. We're going to do a quick, quick uh, recap. Uh, one and two in our last three games, uh, with the last game being last night against the Orlando Magic, or as the Raptors may look like, a 2024 uh, NBA champion. Um, so, Aaron, <laughs> why don't we start with you? Uh, one and two, tough Celtics loss, easy Pistons win, and then a horrific performance in Orlando. Seems like the Pistons game was the outlier in there. I heard a stat that the <laughs> Detroit Lions have more wins this calendar year than the Detroit Pistons. And that's problematic for the Pistons. But this isn't Pistons talk. This is Raptors talk. And uh, last week on the show, we talked about how this team needs to stop losing first halves by 20 points. And I think the fact that they didn't do that against the Pistons was probably had to do something with the Pistons. And otherwise, they've done it. They keep doing it. So they need to stop doing that, figure out why that is. Um, because this team continues to look like a team that went 41 and 41 last year and got a little bit worse. And it's really frustrating. And I think fans are starting to get really frustrated in what this group has looked like this year. Uh, Kitch? Last night, it lo- honestly, the first half looked like a complete lack of effort. Like I was, it, was just, it was just throwing the ball away. Guys weren't vested. Like you watched Suggs come out. He was fired up. He'd have, he was chirping. He had the fans. And we just had a bunch of guys who were kind of just, oh, well, I missed that pass. Oh, I threw that one away. Like it, di- it didn't seem like we were vested to even win that game from the onset. So... That's, I think, half this first half stuff is a bit of an attitude adjustment. We got to come out ready to play, not just kind of go through the motions in the first quarter because we're getting pummeled on that. And, well, listen, uh, we're we gonna, will, and we sorry. will circle back and we will circle back on the Celtics game. I don't know if you want to do that later, but there is some glaring discussion we should have in that Celtics game. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to move on to some of those things, I think, in the next segment, uh, the big picture segment where we're, we'll attack some of that stuff. But, uh, specifically about last night, uh, let's just start with, I think, Jalen Suggs. Uh, when he sees Raptors, he sees red. Uh, clearly, 100%. clearly, he has got a uh, an axe to grind with uh, management for uh, overlooking him uh, for Scotty Barnes. He was awesome last night. Like he was, he was a guy that you go, oh yeah, you know what? But I, I, I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying, is there an argument to potentially be made that he could have been a the fourth pick versus the fifth pick? I'm just saying there's an argument. All of a sudden, he looked really, really good. Uh, and he brought a dimension that I wasn't sure or even aware that he had when you watched him at Gonzaga. I don't know that I, I noticed that before. So all that stuff was, was pretty interesting, but yeah, I mean, with the Raptors, eesh, like it was hard. It was hard to watch. It was actually kind of surprising to think they came out that uh, slow, pathetic, whatever you want to call it in the first half here. Again, you know, and Aaron, as you said, in a must win mid season tournament game, uh, so yeah, there's definitely some red flags around what's happening right now. Cause you know, once, okay, twice, maybe, but three, three, four times, you know, out of, out of four or six, that, that's a trend. That's a trend. So, uh, Aaron, do you have any sense, uh, you know, you talk to these guys, you talk to the coaching staff, do you have any sense for, uh, any discord, why this might be happening? These slow starts, what, what do you, what do you got for us? Anything? They haven't really been able to tell us why. And 
maybe if they knew why they wouldn't tell us, but I think it's a combination of, of maybe effort in the start or, you know, sometimes you see the starting pitcher and he comes in and he just gets lit up or the reliever comes in and he gets lit up on the first batter and then he settles in. And it's like the Raptors are having that same issue where they come in and they're just not focused. They don't have the energy, but I, I think the other thing we keep talking about is this roster just doesn't fit very well. And the talent oh, isn't that good. And sometimes the talk about energy and focus and preparation is just masking the hard conversation that we need to have. And we will have over the course of this podcast and over the course of this season. But the issue is the lack of talent on this team. Well, Kitch, I mean, listen, Aaron, I hear you, but Kitch, Lack of talent, lack of roster construct, lack of rock, uh, roster uh, harmony. I mean, should that really impact effort? Should that really impact you know what you see at the beginning uh, of a game? I, I mean, I don't think so. No, we don't. So, and like, go back to my Suggs comment. Suggs was a bit of a mother effer. Like last night, he was oh. he was oh. he was fired up. Like he, he's got he's got that edge to him, and we he's, do not. He's a dog. It. You sound like yeah. Pat Bev. Kitch is going all Pat Bev right here. <laughs> totally, I am. But he and. But but he's not he's he's not a lunatic he's a dog he's not a lunatic, but so the the we don't have that on our team we don't have a guy that like is out there come on guy like we need you need a uh, a guy with that kind of attitude to fire up people around him when they're not fired up to get so, to get to get them get them rolling. When, when you say mother effer, I'm sorry I'm not I'm not familiar with that term. Like what what's effer? effer? Is is it, I don't know. I, I don't, are we doing PG tonight? Is it PG? Or is, it, is it rated R? I can't. I, I can't well, apparently we are all of a sudden. It's, not, it's on the catch. You're off brand. You're off brand doing mother effer. I just, I just want you to know that. We do need one. Uh, and that yeah, comes from kids, a lot of sources that says um, we need a guy who, who, listen to this, to this who episode. takes charge uh, yeah, and, listen, it's and a rallies his troops. I mean, uh, you can't ever get excited about uh, the Pistons win uh, uh, the other night because, I mean, I, I was at that game and the Pistons are god-awful. Uh, or they certainly are right now. God awful. Uh, so there's there's nothing to be taken away from that. And then you know you look at the Boston loss. Uh, that was the game where they actually came out hot, uh, or came out ready to play in that first quarter. Won the first quarter, then got destroyed in the second quarter, and then played pretty well the second half. Um, you know, so yeah, they're, they're an enigma, and I don't know. Uh, I'll be, it's obviously very interesting to see where this goes. So, I mean, un unless we have anything else we want to recap on these three games, if there's anything that you saw, you know, how about this before we, before we move on to the big picture segment, uh, is there anything you liked in the last three games? Aaron, I'll start with you. I liked, I'm not sure there is a ton. I guess I like the way <laughs> Scotty has played at times. I guess I like the way that Pascal Siakam has played at times, but overall, uh, this team has shown that they're not very good. So I guess instead of trying to make something up, I'll just say no. There's not a ton I've liked in, yeah, in the past yeah, three games. Don't put, don't put lipstick on that pig. Sure. Kitch, I, like, I, liked, I liked three quarters of the Celtics. Three of the four quarters in the Celtics game I liked. They played with some passion. They played with some desire. They came back against a very solid team. So I liked three of those quarters. That one quarter, they 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 stunk. I, I Fortunately, I was flying during the Pistons game, so I missed the only win in a while. And then, uh, and then last night it was horrific, but three of the four quarters in the, in the Celtics game, I did enjoy. Well, uh, not much. I'm with you, Aaron. I'm, I don't know that I can even, uh, define, uh, one area that's like, okay, it's uplifting or there's encouragement or anything like that. There really, I don't think there is other than I will say it was nice to go to the game, uh, on Sunday and Pat Bev and I have seemed to like everything's back to normal. We seem good. 
we seem good again. So I like the fact that our Pat Bev, Pat, <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat Bev. My God, Dennis Schroeder. Think of Dennis. Pat, yeah, you got me all Pat Bevin. Yeah, where you, you going? Pat Bev. You got me Pat Bev. Dennis, well, Pat Bev and I think are, are great as well. But I think Dennis and I have mended fences. Uh, there may have been a glimpse of eye contact. He didn't seem to uh, to make it last more than half a second this time. So I think we're good. Oh, so that was that no, was that's, no, that's like there. That. Wow, you've come yeah, a long no, way. Yeah, it was nice. That was nice. Johnny was worried. Johnny was actually very worried. All right, listen. Uh, big picture. Oh, you know what? Should we go big picture? Do you guys, no, you know, let's do let's do our fun little game first, and then we'll go big picture. And we'll when, big picture. when are we coming to Darko? Is Darko in the big picture? Darko's big picture. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Darko's big picture. Darko is fourteen games into his rookie season. Big picture. So we're we're going to come to Perfect. that. Perfect. Uh, but let's play a fun little game that we'll do from time to time, uh, where it's going to be more minutes, less minutes, or zero minutes. So I'm going to give you three players in a category. Uh, and you're going to tell me what, who thinks you should get more minutes, who should get less minutes, and who should get zero minutes out of this group. If you had out of these group, right? So here we go. And the first one's going to be actually no, I'm not going to start. That one's too easy. I'm going to start with the hard one. Boucher, Flynn, Precious, Kitch. I'm going to start with you. Boucher, Flynn, Precious. Who gets more minutes, less minutes, zero minutes? Boucher, Flynn. Pre- I'm going to give more more minutes to Precious because I think he is the one that has the most upside potential if we give him some minutes and work with him. Uh, Flynn, I'm going to say good, good enough minutes. And Boucher, I do. I, Boucher's, I'm not a Boucher lover. I think he's a train wreck mentally on the court. So, yeah, I, I less minutes on, on Boucher. Okay. Aaron seems uh, perplexed by that response. So, Aaron, your your chance. No, I actually agree with what Kitch said. Except oh. for I, I, I'm not I'm not a personal shots guy at these players. <laughs> I don't need to go well, after yeah, anyone the way maybe you have a different. You're the media. Yeah, yeah. You're the so media. you're, the you're a journalist. journalist. You're a journalist. I'm not going to take personal <laughs> shots at anyone. But what I will say is journalist. that Kitch is, is right in the sense that like. It, maybe you would switch that up if if the goal is to be a play-in team this year. And Chris Boucher might be the best right now of the three with the way they're playing right now. Because uh, Precious, my uh, pick for most improved player, has not looked great. Um, but in terms of the future, uh, as Kitch was saying, it, Precious has the most upside. I think you would say then Malachi Flynn, who has continued to be inconsistent, but better than he was last year and then chris uh has struggled but i think you sort of know what you're getting from chris who i want to say is like 30 years old or something uh and uh, i think we've seen him go in and out of the relate the rotation this year and i think that might continue uh so i'll agree with catch well listen i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up here a little bit um because sorry catch did you say you said boucher's zero minute last, last minutes for boucher last third yeah so zero minutes for boucher Less. I thought it was less. Well, no, it's it's more or less zero. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Then, well, zero's harsh. Zero's harsh. Well, that's, I I know, that's the game. But I, I can't say zero for any of them. Hang on, hang on a second. Is my mic on? Because I, I thought it was well, pretty clear. Well, more so, less. So what if I say zero for zero. somebody else? I no. can't. Nobody, nobody deserves zero minutes. Well, I, dis, I disagree. I disagree. All right. I'll play the game my way, and then you guys can say what you want to do the next one. That's, yeah, that's we'll why it's like, supposed to be hard. So Precious for sure. And I, so Aaron, I disagree with you. I think Precious by far is the best out of the three. Uh, and he deserves way more minutes and way more consistent minutes. I don't understand why he's bouncing around between 17 and nine minutes a game. It seems to be when, when he plays, like, I just don't get it. Uh, he's the only guy that, that, I, well, I mean, Boucher comes with energy. I'm not going to, but 
I think all around Precious brings more to the table. And Precious, every time he gets a rebound, doesn't bring it down to his kneecaps, which is a nice, which is a nice change from Boucher. So uh, Boucher, I would give less minutes to because I, I've said this for three years. He is a 12-minute-a-game dude. That's who he is. That's the level he's at. He's not going to bring anything more. And then Flynn, he gets zero. So that's the, that's the game. Zero minutes because he's not an NBA player. I mean, it's just full stop. He is not a consistent rotation NBA player. And currently he's in the rotation, but I would bump him down to zero. All right. So that's, see, that's how we do it. So he gets zero minutes in my world. All right. I'm next. giving him two. Two minutes. Next. Schroeder. Gary. Yak. Who gets more minutes? Who gets less minutes? And who gets zero minutes Aaron I'm going to start with you this time good Schroeder Gary Yak Schroeder gets more minutes Yak gets fewer minutes and Gary Gary isn't going to get zero minutes but for the purpose of this game he gets zero minutes Uh, but Gary has been struggling uh, and and I don't want to take him out of the rotation outside of this game. Uh, but but it would go Dennis number one, who I think has been pretty good. Uh, I think he went four for four from three-point range, the one of the few guys who actually kind of showed up against Orlando. Uh, Yak, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Yak's play. He fouled out in that game too. And then Gary uh, has continued to struggle and really struggled against the Magic. All right, Kitch, before you answer, can I, can I just point out, I'm confident when I say this. I think we have zero influence over the rotation. Uh, so I think it's okay. If you say zero, I don't think you have to quantify it with, uh, I don't want to give him zero minutes in the rotation. Like, you don't, that's right. I get it. We, that's not the issue here. But we're just saying, for the purposes of here, just tell me who gets zero minutes. That's it. So, Kitch, here we go. Schroeder, Gary, yeah. Okay, this is a bit of a dumb game, but yeah. Okay, so I will go with, uh, I will go with uh, Schroeder. More minutes. He's a leader. He's a gamer. He's He's vested for the team to be better. I mean, we saw that in the games we were at. He's standing up. He's cheering on the rookies. I'm giving him more minutes. Might not be the most talented of the three. I don't know, but I'm going to give him the more minutes for for just being a gamer and and being being interested in the success of the team. At least it looks like that. Uh, Gary, I'm going to I'm going to give Gary. What's the next thing? Less minutes. Less, I'm going to give Gary less, less minutes. minutes. I'll give Gary less wow. minutes. But uh, he, because uh, I just think he's got to. We, we we need somebody who can outside shoot. And uh, some games, some games he can. So I got to put him ahead of Pirtle with zero minutes because Pirtle can outside shoot. He's not fast. I, I, we, we in those three games we're at, and we were we were watching Pirtle like like singling in on him. Oh my god! It's yeah. just it's it, it's painful. It's painful to watch thinking what we gave up for this individual. That every time I look at him, I think of this. What do we give up for this dude? And uh, and and it just it just burns at me that we did what we did. Right. So there you go. So it's an easy zero minute. That's right. Perfect. You got to bang no, on shorter more. Give him Gary three. Give him three. Three minutes. I give him three. No, minutes. you get zero. And this uh, it, it's a two on two game. He gets zero with no subs. You can't sub. So it's uh, uh, yeah, for sure. Shorter gets more. Uh, he's, the last couple of games he's been great. Um, probably the only guy who showed up at the Magic game. Uh, you know, Gary. Yeah, slightly less. But I, I mean. I'm, We've seen this before with Gary, right? He goes through these ups and downs, and he's clearly in a down moment. Um, like I think everyone is from behind the three-point arc uh, on our team, other than other than Dennis uh, or Pat Bev. Uh, and then Yak, you know what? Yeah, it's just it's too hard to think that along your lines. Kitch, totally agree. It's too hard to think about what we gave up. It's too hard to think. You know, I keep getting stuck now, ever since Aaron pointed this out, that Masai said, you know, we got ourselves a top ten center, and clearly based on our. Uh, due diligence on the center's uh, listing, 
He's not top 10 and he's nowhere near top 10. Actually. Uh, I'd like to redo that ranking. I already hate my rankings from last time. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. Okay, here we go. Uh, Pascal, uh, Pascal, Scotty, OG, two on two game. One of these guys doesn't get any minutes. That's how we're doing. Pascal, Scotty, OG. And you can give any rationale you want. Why would you play OG over? I don't know. You tell me. Kitch, I'm going back to you. Scotty, Scotty's number one. Just we got to develop him, give him more minutes, get him familiar out there. The future of the franchise, for sure. I'm with that. Pascal. I guess give him less minutes. Although we need him on the court to goddamn score a fucking basket. So we need. Oh, oh I swore. Sorry, oh, I was sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> Emmer Effer. Emmer Effer. So we got. So Pascal, we need him on the court for basket. OG. I, okay, we'll sit him, but but yeah. we do need him for for for. We, we do need him for defense. No, we'll sit him because he can't dribble. We'll sit him because he can't dribble. All right, that's all right. fine. All right, all right. Uh, Aaron Pascal Scotty OG. Scotty needs more minutes, needs the ball in his hands more. He's the future of this team. That's an easy one. OG needs fewer minutes, uh, but he's still the, – the fact that you missed him those few games and the shooting collapsed and the defense collapsed, he's still crucial to this team. Uh, but there are some questions about his future with this team. And then I'm going to take Pascal Siakam and say he has no minutes. And I'm going to say that particularly in the sense that in the second half of this year, I don't think he's going to have any minutes on this team. And, and, and Pascal is probably third on that list. While he's uh, extremely talented and we've seen him come back after a rough start, I think when it comes to his minutes with this team later on in this year, uh, it'll probably be no minutes. Okay. See, now Aaron's finally playing the game. All right. And, and I, think he, it. This, I this, think he knows it. I think he knows it. I think Pascal knows he's getting no minutes in the second right, half. Last of the one. Here. Last one. All right. Thank you, Kitch. Last one. Uh, McDaniels. My guy, McDaniels, Grady, or the rest of the bench. So the rest of the bench can get more minutes, they can get less minutes, or they can get zero minutes, but it's McDaniels, Grady, or rest of the bench. Aaron. All right. The rest of the bench needs more minutes. Okay. And I'm thinking of Otto Porter Jr., who was available against the Magic, but didn't play. And considering who else played in that game and how the bench looked, Otto Porter Jr. needed more playing time. He's probably the only one of the rest of the bench that we haven't mentioned who who has a conversation there. Uh, Grady Dick needs fewer minutes. He needs some minutes, but those minutes should probably come with the Raptors 905. Uh, he needs ooh, some time ooh. to develop. And then uh, Jalen McDaniels, well, he's the one that's left over, and he, 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 he deserves no minutes uh, both in this game and in real life. <laughs> Kit. I'm the exact same as Aaron. I think I think the bench definitely needs more minutes to see if we can find a couple hidden gems in there, give them a chance, and 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 maybe put a couple of them with the starters and see how they mesh with the starters. Like like maybe we can find somebody who plays well alongside Siakam or Barnes, who's who doesn't play well good alongside um, Thad Young and and Malachi Flynn. So maybe we can find a gem. So I'm saying bench gets more minutes. I'm 100 on with Grady. I I think. I think a, a good stint in 905 would do wonders for him mentally, um, ball handling, understanding the size and the speed of the game. So I do, I do agree with that. And McDaniels, I, I, I don't know. He's, I think he's got picture. I think, I think he's got pictures of Darko doing something. He's got pictures of Darko doing something. And, and he's just, he's just, cause he's getting his minutes and doing nothing when he gets his minutes. So, you know what? I, I think, I think McDaniels is unplayable, Bart. I think he's unplayable. Oh, well, I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to break my own rules here. I'm going to go rest of the bench needs more minutes. Rest of the bench needs less minutes. 
and McDaniels and Grady both get zero minutes. I'm I'm taking I'm Mia Culping on Grady. It's he's hard to watch right now. He's hard to watch. He's so not. It would appear that he's really nowhere close to being NBA ready on a consistent basis. Uh, which we're going to come back and then we get to Darko about you know Grady actually starting a game. Uh, last week, so which was uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm going. With that. Okay, guys, listen. It, I think it was a slow start, but way to way to way to figure it out. Five <laughs> minutes into the segment, what we're trying to do here. That was good. That was impressive. Um, all right, uh, next one. Big picture stuff. So, big picture is like, you know, it, it really can. Uh, uh, you can. There's many different topics that can fall into this, but I'm going to give you uh, a couple. Uh, so let's, and they kind of, they kind of blend into one another. Well, actually they shouldn't, let's just go big picture starting with the offense. Okay. There was much to do about this offense at the beginning of the season. It was like, everyone's going to touch it. We're going to move it. We're not going to pass for the sake of passing. There's not going to be this high pick and roll. Um, I would say the offense, uh, doesn't look anything like it was supposed to. Right. The more and more I watch it, it seems like it's very traditional. Uh, it looks a lot like the Nick Nurse offense that we were. Uh, running last year in the last certainly the last few games uh, and I would just sit there and go you know is is that just now lost or is that that whole concept of the was it 0.5 is that what they call it 0.5 yep 0.5 offense Aaron I think that's what it yeah 0.5 yep. it seems to me that's out the window so uh, I don't know Aaron 0.5 is it, it was it a fad is it here to, is it going to come back what uh, what's happening with it so so they still are among the league's best teams in terms of assists per game they're also among the league's worst teams in, turn of, in terms of turnovers per game. But I think what we're finding is this team is passing a lot more than they did last year. Uh, but they are still at their best when they are attacking mismatches. You think about like, again, even against the Magic, uh, how many times did you see Pascal Siakam go against Anthony Black, uh, the guard for the Orlando Magic? Or earlier in the season, Siakam and Scotty Barnes going against Kobe White. They're still at their best when they are going at mismatches the way they did under Nick Nurse because they're not this team that's going to pass, 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 kick out and shoot the three-pointer. That's not what this group is. So one of the issues I've had with this roster and this team and this front office is that they hired a coach to bring in an offense that makes some sense, but they didn't change the roster to fit the coach's plan. And now they're running an offense that doesn't really fit the team. And when the team is at their best, they're going back to the way they used to play. And you either need to fit a roster to the coaching staff's plan, or you need to find a coaching staff that's going to make a plan to fit the roster. And right now, the Raptors have a disconnect between those two things. All right. Well, thanks for coming out today, guys. Take it away, Kawhi. That's good. That was good. That was good. Good wrap up there. <laughs> that was very well said. That may have been the most poignant, well-articulated thought we've ever had in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that. You know, like you are a thousand percent, a thousand percent bang on with that. Like that is, that is, that is a poster child of where we sit right now. And uh, and the fact that we we see this and we're figuring out where's where's where are the executives like figure this stuff out when you, before you make this big leap. Put a little put a little thought into it. Put a little thought into what you're not going to change the whole chemistry of the team to play a different way just because you bring in a coach when they played a certain way for a number of years. So bang on. Bang All right. On. So but if I so if I hear you then, I think you're both saying that Darko gets a pass on this on the offense that he was brought in. That it's his offense, this is what he wants to run, but he gets a pass because the roster isn't controlled. So okay, and I'll buy into that. But if we look at Darko from a big picture perspective, and again, he's a rookie coach. Um 
14 games in to his first season, uh, hence the rookie status. Uh, but here's what I would say. Coaches have, I would say, relatively few responsibilities. They have to get their teams ready to play. They're in charge of rotations, right? They're in charge of in-game adjustments. Uh, and then, you know, they're in charge of uh, making sure they're communicating their thoughts uh, uh, and their expectations of players and, and you know, setting, setting the expectations, right, for their team. So if, if I were to use that criteria with Darko right now, I would say there's, there's a couple of red flags for me for sure. And so, Kitch, I'm going to let you start here because I know and you can speak specifically to some – and game management obviously is in that too, so, uh, you know, an adjustment. So uh, I'm going to let you have at it here. Uh, because I think we both agree that, and, and listen, I'm not going to point it just to one game. For me, the rotation is the most perplexing thing I've seen um, in a while because I just don't understand it, and I don't know if it's him still trying to figure it out. But it seems like 15 games in, we should have a more consistent understanding of what the rotation looks like. Uh, and you know, case in point, okay, case in point, our guy McDaniel's had his best five minute stretch as a Raptor. And I don't know if he's seen meaningful minutes since. It was the first half of, um, I think it was the Celtics game. Yeah, it was the first half of the Celtics game. Uh, he, has a, he has, a again, for him, a, a meaningful five-minute stretch. Didn't play the second half. Um, and I might have my games mixed up here. It may not have been the Celtics game, but whatever. No, and then he has not been, he's not been in the rotation, uh, again, like he was before that. So I'm just using that as an example. But Kitch, go ahead. So we're going to fall back to, like, an egregious situation, which a junior level coach should, should figure this out. Like we're at the end of that. So that's, that Celtics game is the first playoff game. So that, that the playing tournament means something. It seems to me, it's, it's gaining a bit of momentum here. People are getting a little more talkative about it. So we're playing the Celtics and we're in the game. We're right in the game to the end. There's four and a half minutes to go in the game. And they had a timeout at about six minutes to go. It was four and a half minutes to go. And they finally bring Scotty, Scotty to the bench to go or to the timers table to go in. And, uh, and the the four minutes ensues where we don't get a whistle, nothing stops the play, so Scotty never enters the game, and we can't score in those four minutes. We might have got one basket in there. We, 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 didn't have the, we didn't have the proper scores on the, on the floor. And you have to have the people who can win the game for you in at the end of the game. I know he said, oh, we made a rally. And even in the af- afterwards, he said, oh, yeah, I kind of messed that one up. I'm like, yeah, you did. That is like the whole fan base was watching this thing and this is glaringly obvious how does the coach not see this so some in-game decisions and Bart I'll let you go on about the Scotty third foul in that same game um with Darko leaving him in and and picking up the third or was it Pascal 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 Pascal. Pascal. and uh, so just some in-game decisions I know he's new but these are basic decisions when the fans notice this isn't happening then that's a that's a bad coaching uh persona I would say uh, so I will jump in on that in a second, but Aaron, give me your thoughts, Darko, uh, his, his, you know, do you buy into, you know, he has these response, these basic responsibilities. And ha- if you do, what's your assessment of how he's faring in that sort of those basic responsibilities? Yeah. So a couple of things, when it came to Scotty Barnes, Scotty had played, I think seven consecutive minutes and he, and, and Darko said after that game that he wanted to give him, you know, a 30 second, a minute break. So pull him out of the game and get him right back in. And for, you know, everyone knows for the most part in the final five minutes of a basketball game, there are going to be stops. Somebody gets fouled. Somebody, there's an out of bounds. And he thought 
incorrectly that there would be a break in the game where he could get Scotty right back into the game. Obviously, he was wrong. Um, but the other thing is the Raptors had two timeouts. And considering how this offense looks, you kind of want to save those timeouts for later in the game. Or at least you can rationalize that we need to set up the offense. We need to drop a play. That's why I'm saving those timeouts for later. Now, it was the wrong decision. Darko accepted responsibility. Something you don't hear a lot of coaches, you might not have heard a lot of Raptors coaches recently accept responsibility for mistakes. So he said uh, that, that it was a mistake and he should have got Scotty back into the game. But at least you can understand what he was doing there, uh, even if it was the wrong decision. And then the other thing is that that it wasn't like the game really changed dramatically in those four minutes. I think they were like down by one when Scotty checked out. And I think when he checked back in, they were like down by one or two. So it wasn't like it was a huge collapse or anything in those moments. Um, so it, it was not great coaching. He's not going to put it on his highlight reel of, of you know, great coaching moments, but I think it was understandable. Uh, and, and I'm glad he took responsibility for that after the game. Well, listen, understandable. I mean, okay, that's, you know, and I understand you're his defense lawyer. You gotta give an argument, right? I get. I understand that. So, uh, however, however, listen, I learned this a while ago. You gotta go down with your stars, okay? You got when you're playing in the Olympics and Wayne Gretzky is on your bench, and you put out your five guys to take the penalty shots to beat Sweden uh, and Dominic Hasek, and you don't put Gretzky out as one of them. You're gonna be second guessed, and it's the same thing here. You got two timeouts. I hear you want to save them, but you know what? You can't. The, the narrative after the game, if I'm the coach, can't be, did I get my star, my best player in the game before 30 seconds? Like, that just can never be the narrative. So, you know, with two and a half minutes left and I haven't had a stop, I'm going to make a stop and I'm going to get Scotty in the game. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Whoever, I'm going to be left with whoever, whoever's, with whoever's coming out for Scotty. Hey, hey, whoever's coming out for Scotty, foul the guy. Foul somebody. Foul somebody in half court. Well, like, and that's the thing, too, is we had a foul to give at that stage, too. So, you yeah. could have used it at the three minute mark and then I could say, hey, listen, we're going to use our foul to give here. Like, there, there yeah, were options. If you really wanted to save the timeouts, use the foul. Well, yeah, basic basketball sure. 101. Fastball 101. So, you know, there's some on the job training here, which I don't know is necessarily acceptable at this level. And I think it also maybe speaks to the quality of the assistant coaches here. Like, Aaron, I haven't got to know any of these guys, like, from even from like a, a resume standpoint. Who do we have at that at that level on the assistant coach that has got any sort of chops NBA wise? As far as do we have anybody with head coaching experience? I don't think we do. I mean, like who's he who's he relying on? You know, to yeah, so names, I, I'm just like, I, no, no, I, you know, this team doesn't have like a Terry Stotts uh, who was with the Bucks as we know before uh, he left. He's AG. Available, but he's he available. doesn't. Ha he doesn't have the guy who's been coaching in the NBA for you know two decades. But you know. Uh, James Wade was a head coach in the WNBA, so obviously he has some head coaching chops. Um, but but you're right when it comes down to there's nobody, there's no Don Mattingly as a bench coach for this team right now. Yeah, which I think that's uh, that's a huge part of the problem. And again, this you could go right back to Masai as being like, how is he letting that happen? Right? Um, you could argue that perhaps that maybe cost us a game. And if you're trying to win now, like this team can't afford to be losing games, they might have a chance to win. So, all right, listen, before uh, we're going to, we're going to move on uh, because I want to get to some, we got a bunch of questions in this week and I think it's important that uh, we acknowledge our listeners, our followers. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on to that. Let's get a couple questions in here so we can uh, stay within Aaron's time frame uh, and, and keep it going. So catch quick, quick, this quick, we're not going to do both. I'm going to go one to catch one to Aaron catch are the raps. Oh, this is from Danny. Danny said to set Yama. I think it's all off uh, Instagram, wasn't it, Aaron? Or is it Tick? Yep. It's off the Insta. Uh, are the raps worse than last year? 30 seconds or less. 
Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We, we are shooting worse than last year, or it sort of feels like we are. And, uh, and we, I, I said there was bad chemistry last year. I honestly think the chemistry is even worse this year. So, yes. All right. You know what? I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take this one from XD Josh underscore. Flynn needs to get less minutes. Not really a question, just more of a statement. Yes. Concur. <laughs> How about zero minutes? How about zero minutes, Joshy? Yeah, you'd love that All right, one. All right, Aaron. Are you ready? Your thoughts on the ceiling of the Raptors this season. The ceiling of the Raptors this season. And this is from Jackus Ran S D H U eight one three. Okay. <laughs> the ceiling for the Raptors this year is a team that makes it out of the play in tournament. And probably like i don't know wins a game in the playoffs um, but they're but they're a play in they're, they're not going to be a six seed in the playoffs um the best case scenario is that they somehow make the play in tournament you know because there's still a realistic chance that they can be the 10th seed i think right now they're the 11th obviously it's really early in the season but they can be the 10th seed and then all you have to do is win two games uh, and the raptors can on any given night beat some pretty good teams it's pretty unlikely but the best case scenario is i think that they come out of the in uh the play-in tournament okay god if that's our ceiling that's depressing that is depressing and i think that's a high i think that's a high high ceiling i think that's a high high ceiling. don't buy 12 extra tickets for the play-in game this year i will not i will not uh kitch can scotty barnes and pascal siakam coexist to help the raptors now and in the future and that's from aiden small aiden small I'm going to say no. I don't think they can. I don't think they play well together. And uh, I don't think we can, in the future, I don't think we can afford both of them down the road. Um, so I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, I'm going to say we do have to move Pascal and we have to build around Scotty with somebody who is a good fit for Scotty. And I don't think Pascal is that guy. Okay. And if we had, if we had more time, I think I'd, I'd deep dive on that one. All right. Uh, Aaron from Yav Punk. Yav Punk. Uh, opinion about the whole lawsuit against the Raptors. James Dolan seems to have uh, some not happy. vengeance towards the Raptors. Maybe it's Andrea Bargnani vengeance. Yes. Maybe it's uh, yes. what was the other one? I, I swear there was another one. Obviously, he didn't accept the Kyle Lowry deal. Uh, he's very angry. $10 million. Uh, obviously, that, that's what they're suing the Raptors for. It seems ridiculous. It seems silly. Uh, that said, like, if the Raptors wanted to end this lawsuit, they could probably like say, "All right, here's ten million dollars. Shut up and leave me alone." Uh, that's what we made, you know, from the playing tournament last year or whatever. So ten million dollars isn't actually a lot of money to MLSE. Uh, that said, uh, this whole thing's ridiculous. Yeah, that one does seem a bit. I've done a little bit of uh, digging into the whole. I mean, I don't even. I'm not even sure what the what the issue is. Uh, you know what? So what? We hired we hired one of your employees. It's the way it works. I mean, yeah, we maybe hired him a year before and told him to keep his job uh, with the Knicks and get as much intel as he possibly could and bring it over. But whatever. That's how you do it. That's how you work. That's how you I work don't think inside. that's what happened. Yeah. Well, why not? Whatever. Who knows? Uh, all right. I'm going back to Aaron. And last one. From Demi Productions. Who do the Raptors target for? Who's the, I don't know, but some of these people, I'm not sure when they write. But this is what it says. Who do the Raptors target for in a trade? So if, who's our trade? If we were making a trade right now, and then listen, I'm going to give you the option to go for a trade to get better or for a trade to get worse. Yeah, it's it's a really hard question to answer on November 22nd because we don't know who's available uh, 
who's buyers, who's sellers. I don't. The one guy we know is seems to be available, Zach Levine, and maybe you can say Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan. And I don't think that those are guys who fit this team's timeline, uh, even if Zach Levine fits this team in terms of his style, the fact that he's an offensive shooter uh, and, and would fit well beside Scotty Barnes. The fact that I think he's 29 years old doesn't make a ton of sense for this team. I think you're looking at some of the young guys around the league and you're looking at future first round picks. Like, I don't think that the Raptors are thinking that they can trade OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam, whatever it is, two months before their free agency uh, next summer as they get close to the trade deadline for some huge haul. I think the ship sailed on that opportunity. You don't see players nearing free agency go for some crazy amount. I talked about that on social media today, that that's why the Raptors didn't get a lot for Fred. Uh, so I think people should sort of lower their expectations on what to get. It's not going to be a Keegan Murray. At least I'd be surprised at that. But as Kitch said, you want young guys who can shoot to surround Scotty Barnes with. Well, to clarify, we got nothing for Fred. So not even that much. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. That, that wasn't zero. ideal. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Yeah, I agree. That was not ideal. Well, you know what? In that vein, Kitch... Uh, Here's a here's a trade scenario that was suggested by Illicit. Ooh, Illicit, but not spelt the way, not not spelt in the proper uh, grammatical <laughs> way. Uh, should the Raptors trade OG for Malik Monk and Keegan Murray? So Murray was the fourth. What I think he was the fourth overall pick uh, when he got drafted. And Malik Monk is, I mean, he's a role player at best. But yeah. you know, the Murray thing's interesting. But I think I don't know. I mean, knowing Masai, he's not making that trade. No, are, you, are we getting a lot better with that trade, or or are we are we rebuilding with that trade? Well, I can, I, I can jump in here and just say this: the sure. Kings aren't going to move Keegan Murray right now. He's too good, too valuable, uh, and too young for that. I think I think Aaron's right. I think we're moving for picks. I think if we're moving, we're moving for the future for the picks. We're not moving for for guys who can play that that solid right now. All right. Well, uh, yeah, you're probably right. And I don't think they give up Murray. I don't think they give up Murray yet, unless like God, unless I thought they, unless they thought they could win a title this year, and that OG and his three and D lockdown player, uh, defensive player of the year, uh, was the missing piece. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're, I don't think they're in title contention. Um, all right, listen, uh, listeners, followers, thank you very much for uh, the questions. Keep them coming, and we'll keep asking them, and we'll keep shouting you out uh, on the Insta at Borderline Raptors and uh, at Borderline Raptors on TikTok too, or just listen. Just listen. Um, and you can, you can email us at borderlineraptors uh, at gmail.com. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, we're going to segue right into what drives you crazy, Aaron. We're going to let you go first uh, because, oh, my gosh, speaking of which, I got a number of comments from uh, known listeners about last week's. What, and I, w- I am dismayed by the so-called friends in my life who listened to this podcast, who were all over agreeing with Aaron and his assessment of my old man curmudgeonness around the chain, uh, that I'm no fun. And I was like, Jesus. Wait, did you, did you, I don't think anyone heard what I said. I don't think anyone heard what I said. Because I played, I listened to it again, and you know what? I made perfect sense. So, Aaron, I'm not giving you last rights on this one because it didn't work out well for me, and it's my podcast, and that's the way it's going to be. So uh, you get to go first this time. So what drives me crazy this week was the Raptors were giving out regular season tickets for life or something to a fan uh, at the Celtics game the other night. It was the drip gold first in-season tournament uh, game for Toronto. And one lucky fan was going to get tickets for life. And all the Raptors had to do was beat the Boston Celtics. It was yeah. like going to Harlem Globetrotters game, and it's like, okay, if, if the Washington Generals win tonight, then you get free tickets for a life. 
Now, the Raptors actually came pretty close to pulling off that upset, but like, notice they didn't run that same uh, giveaway when they played the Pistons the next game. So, uh, MLS is 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 playing it pretty safe with the tickets for life giveaway. Uh, this oh. is where it makes sense. Okay. This is where Darko okay. makes sense. This is why Scotty sat for four minutes. Darko's in on this too. He doesn't oh. want to give away the tickets for life. MLS is saying maybe they were Darko seats. Maybe they were Darko seats. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. makes a lot yeah. of sense yeah. now. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That's actually that's a good. You know what? And uh, I I agree with you. It's just so like it, the giveaway should have been. It should have been given. Right, just give them away. Just have we're gonna have a lucky. This if the, first if the Raptors come within twenty points of beating the Celtics, <laughs> then we will give away one or, ticket or for this? life. Or how about this? Or how about we're gonna give away tickets to every in-season tournament game for the rest of, for the rest of its existence, team? There so you it's go. like fine. you can even do do something. Yeah, that's that's tacky. That's tacky, Larry. <laughs> All right, Kitch, what, go ahead. One Kitch. All right, uh, mine was mine was very prevalent today, and it would absolutely drives me crazy is what type of qualifications do you have to have to work in tech support at a company? Very, <laughs> like very relevant. You're right. <laughs> like, like, so I I'm amazed at the people who know nothing who work in tech support. So I had Mike, I, for some reason I couldn't log on to my work, my work site today, um, which I've done for the last two years, no problem remotely, but today it just didn't work. So after six fired? hours, any chance you got fired? Any chance? No, you I did not because I just got in the, right for the pod. After okay. six hours and six people and three people who were going to escalate me and, and I was going to call back, who I never did get a call back. Finally, some guy says, "Oh yeah, I just got to flick this." The sixth guy goes, "Oh, I just got to flick this, flick, flick this switch," and uh, and it'll work. He flicks the switch; it works. Why did that take the sixth person to do this? What type of training do these tech support people have? Tech support drives me crazy. They know as much as I do about computers. <laughs> well, you know what? That can't be true. There's no way that's right. <laughs> well, if there is, close. that's, that's well, then you're right. I think they do. Today, I think they do. Just today. I'm, I'm well, a little emotional. I'm going to today. short every major IT company stock, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, all right, Aaron, you got to go quickly, but I'm going to give you one. Don't go yet. You want to listen to this because, uh, and producer John, I want this cut and I want it on the socials. This is legit. This is what drives you crazy. So uh, yesterday or two days ago, whatever it came out, it was Grady Dick's birthday. Okay. Which I have no problems with. I think young people should celebrate their birthdays. Obviously I'm hip. I'm a hipster. Um, but here we are on the team plane and Scotty takes the mic and there's a rendition of happy birthday. That's going to take place on the plane and everyone's going to sing it and they start to sing it. And my, what drives you crazy. And it's, and this is not just rappers, but it was the most mundane version of happy birthday. Like it could, it might as well have been in an old age home where people can't hear. It was like the longest happy birthday. Like, come on, Scotty Barnes. You know what? You're young. You're you're on the socials. The last thing you want is that on your socials. Like, let's give me let's give me a jazzy, maybe hip hop ish. Give me something that is a rendition. I'm going. Yeah, okay, that's Grady Dick's birthday. Let's go. We're gonna. Yeah, it's your birth. Yeah, like give me some Fifty Cent in there. We're gonna party like it's your fucking birthday. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's what drove me crazy. That rendition from those young kids to another young kid. Come on. We, that could have been way better. I want producer John. I want you to find that clip, get it out there. I want everyone to show it, cut me in on it. Everyone will see. I'm a th once, just like last week's, which drives you crazy. I'm a thousand percent right. And Kentucky <laughs> Russ, I, and Kentucky Russ, I don't want to hear from you this week, whether you agree with me or not. You were offside last week, Kentucky Russ. 
Um, okay, Aaron, quickly, you got to go. AOB, anything we need to know? What are you doing this week? Can, anything? Can we rebuttal to that? Like, so lot, you no. took a lot of. Aaron's got to go. <laughs> Aaron's got to go, and I got to go too. Aaron, uh, any big stories you're working on? Anything? No, I'm just gonna say that I think we're looking forward to Ohio State getting back on track this weekend against the oh. cheating Michigan Wolverines. Ooh. No, wait, we gotta, Ooh. we have all the signals. We've had them for years. No chance. <laughs> Cheaters. No chance. That's right. Whatever. Whatever it takes, baby. <laughs> Go blue. All right, Aaron. Sayonara. Kitch, uh, any uh, AOB for you? Well, first of all, you're gonna you're gonna get some heat for your uh, drives you crazy. Like, I don't think that that's just that's gonna go back with the chain incident. So I think I think you're still gonna have the old commotion thing. Because they say well, it was nice. They saying happy birthday. At least they yeah, acknowledged the birthday. And mundane. But they acknowledged it. At least hip, hip, they could have just left high. alone and not even done it. They actually made a cake and went they went to the trouble of it. No, I'm telling you what. If producer John does his job properly for the first time in two years, <laughs> John, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Uh, and he does the cut. He finds the cut. And he puts my word. People would be like, "Yeah, you know, that's horrible. That's horrific." I actually, I saw it. I liked it. I liked that. No, that's that's nice. Trust me, I'm right. <laughs> so I, my AOB, I got a couple. One being, we, so we were at the game on Friday. Was it fr- yeah, Friday. When, Friday night. When, when you, had, you had a runny nose, and 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 I was a. Uh, I was saying Friday. It was Friday. It's uh, against the uh, Celtics. What's the Celtics? Running nose. It was under the weather. Amanda. So, so I guess I guess they had dark, uh, dark Drake on the air for like the end of the game. They did, yeah. We saw him with the headset on. Remember? And I, and I've heard from a few people saying he was horrible. Like they they said it was terrible. It was the end of the game. They weren't able to call the end of the game. He wouldn't give up the mic. And I like Sue. Sue is still she still talks about it. She's still appalled at, at really? how bad it was. Now he did come in pretty juiced. He did uh, apparently he was pretty juiced. Well, I came at halftime. Right, he made his yeah. appearance at halftime, so God yeah, knows after pregame. Was half, third, he was yeah, he was pregaming and in gaming. His yeah, he was, yeah. He was. yeah. So I, yeah, I, 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 you should ask her, but I, I heard it was disaster. I, I asked Jack after the game, and Jack's like, "Yeah, it kind of went on long, and uh, and I think he was well served." And so, yeah, it was, it was, and he didn't come out that night. So he was, he was supposed to come out afterwards to uh, Harbor Sixty with the Celtics and and the boys and Fat Tire or whatever the fat whatever the rapper is fat something fat joe fat joe fat joe fat joe i love fat joe he's old fat joe fat joe was with the celtics that night for our 60 after so so he was so drake was supposed to join him and drake did not make it out so i'm thinking that drake might have might have got put to bed on a friday night i'll tell you right now i can assure you if fat joe was with the celtics and it was anybody's birthday that rendition would have been hopping with (laughs) fat joe all right or fat tire either one either one would have a better rendition uh and the other other thing the other thing i'm bringing up is uh I'm I'm hearing more and more about Darko. He's such a nice guy. Like Darko's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And and it seems to be more and more in the trend here. Well, in the world of sports, I was gonna throw it out there. Where do nice guys usually finish? Where do they usually finish? Right where the <laughs> so, Raptors are headed. Right where the Raptors yeah. are the whole time. So yeah. yeah, I don't I I don't I'm tired of the nice guy. I want I want a winning guy. I want a winning guy in there. Oh, okay. You know what? Let's if uh Ime Adoka had really actually been available, that oh. wouldn't look like a good hire. Oh, the man can yeah. coach. The man can sure coach can. him up. He certainly can. Uh, all right. Well, listen. My IOB is a little, uh, a little less dramatic, um, <laughs> but just it was the Grey Cup. Uh, oh my God, Kitch, you won't believe. Like, I, I dropped Johnny. We we went to the Raptors game. I dropped Johnny off uh, back at SAC. Uh, I got to go to the airport because I'm flying out at 6 a.m. the next morning. So I get there, um, and I asked them to turn on the NFL game, and they had all the Grey Cup on, game on, but. Yeah. It was no problem. Um, shocking. 
shockingly, the entire uh, restaurant wasn't dialed in to the Canadian Football League uh, Grey Cup. <laughs> Grey Cup. So it was no problem getting the TV change. But I thought, you know what? It's halftime at the Grey Cup. And this is my AOB, by the way, is that Green Day, fucking Green Day was playing. It was the halftime show at the Grey Cup. Yeah. Like that is, that's a legitimate band playing at a not legitimate uh, <laughs> final. I was shocked. I'm like, that's a great pull by the CFL to get Green Day. And they were awesome. Uh, yeah. So I thought, that, I thought that was interesting. But, oh my God. So of course I have my betting account open because I'm going to bet on the Denver um, uh, Minnesota game. But then I go, oh, you know, great cups on. I'll, t- I'll take a peek. Uh, <laughs> the Alouettes were plus 425 to win the game at halftime. And I, I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? what? I don't know anything about this. It's 17-7. Seems like it's, it's a reasonable comeback. Like, yeah, why would yeah. I don't know. I got distra- I went back to, I get totally got distracted. And then the third quarter had started. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I mean, I missed my window, whatever. I missed my window. Um, I'm not going to go back. Oh, fucking do the, of course the Alouettes come back and win 28, 24. That was a four to one. That was a four to one. Just sitting there for me. Sitting, and I, I acknowledged it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, why not take a flyer? Of course I didn't. And, and my account's been going the wrong way ever since my, my account's going the same way of uh, the Darko. Uh, nice guy. Nice guy. And the Raptors. Uh, yeah. My, my betting account's going to last. So, um, all right. Listen, I've got to go pick up Annie from Annie, who becoming quite the soccer player. She scored a goal in practice the other day. Uh, that was a big, big news in our house. Uh, Where are you I, right now? You look like you're in an insane asylum or something. I am. I am in the padded walls of my office. Yes. You're in your office. You're actually in your office. office. Did, you, you, did you introduce yourself to everybody? I've been working all week. I've met a few new employees. Yes. And it's been great. I think everyone's everyone's loving having me back. Today's Wednesday. So it's not really all week. Well, I mean, we're uh, the majority of the week I've been in the office. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, true. Majority. Yeah, majority. That's that's legit. I won't be in tomorrow because it's Thanksgiving football. (laughs) All right. uh, Kitch. The honors. Kawhi. Take it away. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!